0: Hello and welcome to the Woo Woman podcast. I am so stoked to have Raven Scott here with me today. She's a spiritual mentor and a human design analyst. And I know some of my followers, when I post up my Manny Gen shit on the gram, you're like, what is this? Well, we are going to be discussing this in a little bit more detail. And I'm also excited to learn so much from Raven Scott, not because I don't know too much, but because I only know about mine, I only know about Manny Jen. So I want to kind of explore all the different information with all these different aspects with human design and all the different intricacies and connections. So without further ado, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast and sharing your wealth of information on human design and how it can help us on this journey of purpose. And I think a lot of us can resonate, especially now more so, is this deep desire to truly authentically connect with what our purpose is. And many people are so confused as to what that really even entails. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being a part of this pod. And if you could tell us a little bit about your background, how you stepped into human design, and we'll see where this pod goes from there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's really an honor. I'm excited to share about human design. It's something that gave me such like a burst of um, affirmations, really. So I I discovered human design two years ago um, in 2020. And it was this woman. And I was part of this like business entrepreneur course. We're all trying out our new offers. And she was like, Hey, who wants me to read your human design chart? I was like, that sounds amazing. I was in this deep, in-depth spiritual uh, healing from, you know, my past and my, you know, I had two little ones. And so I didn't want to repeat anything in the past, but I was like, ancestral clearing check. I'll do that. You know, like past life regression check. I'll do that. I'll do all the things. Oh, human design, of course. So she read my chart. And it was mind blowing. It was like everything I already knew about myself that I didn't know about myself. Like when she said it out loud, I was like, yes, that's me. Absolutely. Like everything was affirming. And it was kind of cool too, because it gave me the affirmation that she said, oh my gosh, like you're so powerful. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know what you're talking about, (laughs) but yes, I do tend to kind of take over things. i become a leader. I don't even want to, like I was in high school. And it was this like thousand, multi-thousand, you know, kid youth group that I was a part of. And I was in an adult role still being a high schooler. And I was like, okay, that kind of like makes sense. Like, yes, I really can just scoot on in and, you know, dominate whatever I'm trying to accomplish or wherever I am. So it was really fascinating. So it took some, you know, some time to digest it. And I was like, Oh, and like the little things would keep popping up in my head. So then I would investigate that and then I would investigate this. And then I just started investigating all of it. And I just dove deep into the book and I started like experimenting and reading like other people's charts inside that group. Um, and yeah, it was just fascinating. And it's such an empowering tool.
0: Mm. I love that so much. I have a similar story. So I think I came across the human design concept through a podcast and they were discussing it. And I was like, what is this? You know, and yes. I looked into it and I found out that I was a Manny gen manifesting generator. And I felt as though the way in which it was interpreted, like you said, it resonated so much because it was a deeper understanding of like, yeah, that's who I am. But the wording and the way that it was, pieced together it allowed me to have that connection and the only other thing that i could express that was very similar to me was having my astrological chart read and this was you know hmm. gosh i think it was like maybe 18 19 years old and i remember going through that with the the astrologer and i was like holy shit you know me like you see me like and yeah. i never felt so seen and then the human design almost added an additional layer and an an additional component that was sort of missing with astrology at the same time. So it, they, they marry one another very beautifully in that, that experience that I personally had. So yeah, I have a similar experience with that, but again, I only investigated mine as sometimes we always do.
1: (laughs) Well, of course, because you want to know all about yourself and that that makes sense. And it's, What I got into as well is having the little ones and trying to change like the way I parented compared to what I, how I was parented. It kind of, I first investigated my families, my kids, my husband's, I still was struggling with like how to relate to him. So it all just like became so clear. I was like, oh, he does this because he has this. And so it allowed me to hold space and have grace versus being like nagging and upset. Yeah. And it allowed me to be able to speak different things to him and just like find different strategies to be able to work through our issues, or I'm going to call it my issues <laughs> of how I viewed and then to parenting the kids. It was so crucial. And one of my daughters is a projector. I will go through the types, but that's very different than most of us. And you don't parent the projector as you do a generator a manifesting generator. You don't put him in that box and, and right. you don't like, you know, They don't have the energy to keep up, so it was really important, and it was it was just so fascinating, and I still do. I they're kind of getting to the age six and eight where I can actually tell them like, this is why you have this energy or this, and in a way not to shoebox them into their design, but just to share with them. This
0: is yeah, yeah. My son, like I actually am in a house with all generators, and I'm the manifesting generator, and. Yeah, it does give you a different way and a different opportunity to not only see yourself in a different light and how you function, but also how others function and how you could better position yourself and have a better relationship overall, not only with self, but how you interact and develop these connections with other people, especially your family, like you said, because like... like, of course I've, i found mine and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in a house of generators. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll get it. <laughs> oh,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of energy and the interactions with each other is it's so, it's so key. And even though you may all be the same type, then you have all the different types of authorities, the profiles and all the different details in your charts to You know, I always say, and they always say, like, each person is a unique puzzle piece to the, you know, large puzzle at whole. We're a piece of the collective. We all belong together and we all fit just so.
0: And we all need each other, you know, regardless of like, I mean, I love these, these, um, these tools that we have as far as like, you know, the Enneagram, the tarot, astrology, the human design, I love them so, so much because they do give you a different perspective. And it's almost like seeing something from a different vantage point um, and seeing it also because they all have different ways of expressing the messages depending on the modality itself. And yet at the very same time, there is this underlying like individuality that is also a part of the whole and a part of the universe and it is a part of nature itself that's also in the midst of that co-creation and that development. So it's like not saying like, this is the end all be all, like this is who I am and using that as an excuse. It's seeing it as like, mm-hmm. okay, this is this is how I process energy according to this modality. This is what's going on in, you know, my fifth and seventh house as far as like my natal chart and being able to um, really kind of observe yourself and others from, you know, Almost like an inclusive perspective, as a fo- as opposed to like exclusive. Like this is who you are. This is who you should be. This is how you function, and using that as like an excuse to like get through shit. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm in That is just who I am. No, you got to use that and say, okay, like yeah. what is the higher evolved version of this? How can I function better? How can I, you know, move through this with less anger and with less frustration? Yeah, you, you said
1: the exact word I was just going to say is that both astrology, you know, even your intuition with the tarot and human design, it's a self-development tool that just dives deeper in the spiritual realm that helps your soul evolve yes. and learn the lessons that it's learning in this lifetime.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it it the interpretation the interpretations too, I think are everything. Cause I love these modalities because it, it has a foundation, but the way in which it is expressed too is also individualistic depending on like the school of thought per se. So, um, yeah, I love this so, so much. So tell us a little about maybe about your kinds. Um, and I hate to say kind, but like, what are they really called cuz again i'm fairly new so i'm learning with all of y'all who are listening okay the types, um, yeah. the, types the types there you go that's a better word so the different <laughs> types um and what it's what it's how it's been useful for you and how you now move with this knowledge maybe and kind of like the application of your type and how it's how it's assisted you in your overall you know way yeah. Of forward
1: yeah the application is huge
0: because when you first hear all of the
1: types quote unquote, strategies, it, it sounds alien. It's like, well, I don't know how to even apply that. What are you talk about? So I'll, I'll do my best to kind of give the best language I can. So the first type um, that is the majority, there's uh, about 30, 33% are generators. So you and I are generators. And we have that defined, it's called the sacral. So human design is a modern system that combines a whole, a lot of different ancient systems. So it has the astrology intermix, it has neutrinos. So it's like the science of neutrinos, the tiny particles of mass. It has the Kabbalah the chakra system. And so it's combining uh, the I Ching, combining all of these things to give you a really great map of how your energy works. So as a generator, there are all these different centers on your chart. And if you don't know how to find your chart or what your chart looks like or where to get it, well, she'll put it in the show notes for you to find. Um, so the first type uh, generator, you have your defined sacral. Really what that means is you're here to do. Your purpose is really here to do what you love and to follow the breadcrumbs towards your purpose. Your doing will then allow you to respond if that's your strategy. So it's like wait to respond. Well, it doesn't mean you like sit around and twiddle your thumbs and wait. You do what you love it lights you up. It brings you joy, and then that will spark some other energy, another person to reach out, and then you get to respond to it—yes or no. So, really, actually, very recent and exciting way that this is applied in my life was I was just creating reels on Instagram. Right, it's fun, and I'm you know talking about narcissism—that's like my book—and so I just posted a really quick reel about childhood trauma you know, childhood trauma, you know, you may have lost your memory. Da da da, da, da. And I just talked straight to the camera. And a while back, like six months ago, I did some Instagram lives with this Narc Abuse TV network. And it was just on their Instagram channel. And he didn't really tell me anything more. He's like, this is an audition. I'm like, I don't know it for what I'm just like trying to get out on Instagram. So then he DMs me and he said, you, that's it. That's exactly what I want. He says, you are my first show. You're the first one that's hosting their own show on my network on YouTube. And I was like, responding. I just put out what I loved. He he reached out. I'm now responding in my strategy. And I'm like, yes, heck yes, absolutely. So that's going to be starting in a few weeks. So it's like, that's just to keep one example of like, I literally had no motive behind that reel. I was just trying to share.
0: Yeah, that is powerful. And it also, you know, in that, with what you're saying, it's also a means of confirmation when those things kind of happen too. Right. It's like, you are on the right path, you know, because I think as human beings, we oftentimes question our purpose. We question where we're at. And when we allow ourselves to like move authentically and these, these happenings happen, it's like, okay, like, yeah, like, this is it. Like it clicks for you. So that is just like, powerful in and of itself, as you mentioned before, as somebody said, like you are powerful, it's like you have that power, right. To, to step into your authentic energy your authentic nature and allow that to kind of create ripples in, in the frequencies of the universe and life itself to again, create and fulfill what you are intended to create and fulfill.
1: Absolutely.
0: I love that so much. What a powerful story
1: it was pretty fascinating. I was like, I I know I'm living, I'm like actually acting on my strategy because that just happened <laughs> versus so, like overthinking something is like, oh, I should be posting this because of this, you know, whatever, you know, all these different, um, out al- not the algorithm, but stra- I don't want to use the word strategy because it's different, but yeah, like this Instagram strategy, like I just, I was just sharing my
0: truth. Yep. And that's, that's the only way. And I swear, like, maybe the algorithms can like pinpoint that. Right. It's like, okay, I can smell authentic nature in this video and in this post and like, maybe put yeah. that forward. Right. Cause everything is energy essentially in constant. People can and so yeah. people
1: smell the authenticity. They yes. like it and the computer is like, Oh, they're liking it. They're liking it. Let's put it yep. out. Cause this, this authentic energy, it's all energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then the other uh, type is the mansion, which you talk about all the time, because that's who you are. And what it is, it's two types combined. So you have a nice complicated (laughs) type where you have the manifester and you have the generator. So you have the energy to do like the generator. And there's about 30, 33% as well of these in the world. And you also have the initiative action and energy that a manifester would have. So you get to envision and have this like aha moment or vision. You get to now inform and say, I think I'm going to do this. And then you're just going to have fun and do what you love and try it. And Mm -hmm. I think what you can relate, and we talked a little bit about this before the show was like your uh, experimentation is key. And I think I just posted something on my Instagram today. It's like perfection is experimentation like yeah. moving through life and trying and failing and trying and succeeding. And Oh, here it's like the ultimate, like mad scientist with the like multitasking with all the balls in the air and all these that's different me. projects. I was sometimes. <laughs> that's the man, gen. And then when you're moving in that, you get to do what you love and then you get to respond be like, Oh yes. Okay. This is here. Oh yes. And that's just your creative process. So you can't be like, Shoved into like one project and focus on the one project. Like some people like shame people who are butterflies and have all these projects and like, oh, I'm gonna try this now. Oh, I'm gonna try this now. Like, don't shame that. That's just one type. And not everyone has to be a one-track-minded, one-type person.
0: Yeah, like I'm definitely I do a lot of different things. My energy is in multiple different places. And one thing that I um mentioned to you prior to the show was that sometimes I have like these two energies and that's why knowing I'm a manifesting generator and a Manny Jen, um, I was like, I, I feel like the dual and you're like, yeah, that's because you have these two energies and I didn't realize that it was two separate energies coming together. I thought it was just like a specific type um, and yeah, there's there's a lot to process. And another thing that I think, which could be a part of like my upbringing was that I was my dad was always like, keep failing because when you fail or when you keep doing all these different things, you end up getting to where you are intended to be because there's the contrast, the the ability to try something and not have to have or be attached to the outcome of trying it or doing it. Is an opportunity for you to also become a little bit more aware of what your flavor is, as opposed to saying, like, I'm officially doing this. And the one reason why I went into nursing, so I went to nursing school, was that I was, I know as a nurse, you could be various different nurses, right? You could be an OR nurse, an ER nurse, a NICU nurse. And I knew myself well enough to know that, like, once I do something for a little while, like, I want something new, like, I want a different something, something.
1: I had a friend who, um, we learned together human design and she is a mansion and she was an ER nurse and she loved it, but you know, it just also was a lot of burnout too, but yeah, Yeah. totally.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So interesting.
1: Yeah, it is. Now the other type is the projector, which I had mentioned, that's one of my daughters and the projector is here to guide. They are not, I think, uh, and I'm sorry if my percentages aren't accurate. I'm not a numbers person. <laughs> I think it's about uh, 18%. So a little bit less um, of projectors in the world. Um, Jessica Schiller-Silverman, you just uh, interviewed on your podcast. She's a projector. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just our wise guides. They're not here to do. They're here to be. They're here to observe what we're doing. And mm-hmm. they're here for us to um, invite into ask a question, so this I would say it's the hardest for our normal like especially United States society of like go 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 do 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 just do it slogans like that's the opposite of the projector. Um, you want the projector has does have this aura? We all have auras, and they have a probing aura. So essentially, if they're just being, they're loving what they're doing. They're just kind of like living and creating or whatever they want to do and they're sitting in a room they have that presence that can just gravitate you to them and all of a sudden you'll be in a conversation you you've that they're wise and then you get to invite them into like maybe you have a question for them or maybe you have a topic you want to talk about and it just gets their the the, the wisdom you know that they're here to give to us out And it's really Uh amazing. and I think of the misconception with projectors, since they don't have the sacred role to find is that they can't do anything or achieve anything. That's false. Again, that's a box that you're trying to put yourself in, justify that you shouldn't do it because you're afraid Obama was, is, is Obama is a projector. Like you can be a president and a projector, like you can do things. You just need to have a supportive group of energy around you to support that.
0: Gotcha. And like, I remember you mentioning that the generator is sacral, um, my many gen, which I'm, again, I'm not too familiar if everyone's area is slightly different. Mine's also sacral, I believe. Okay.
1: You're, I think you're talking about your authority.
0: Yes. Yes. we're talking about.
1: Yeah. All, all gen and all man, gen sacrals are going to be colored in. Okay. Yeah. So some, um, man, gens have either an emotional authority. That means that they're, solar plexus the emotional center is defined or it's the pure the sacral authority and the authority is like how you make the right decision aligned Mm -hmm. with your energy
0: right like that gut intuition and then with the projectors is there a specific area with projectors typically for their authority for their authority yeah
1: um they can be uh self-projected meaning they need to talk it out they could um have Emotional authority, meaning that they need to ride out the emotional wave, It's like kind of like a tighter clock. If you have an emotional authority, you just got to ride through the emotions and then wait for the quiet time to make the right decision that feels well. So using verbiage with someone who's in your life that has an emotional authority, start asking them questions like, how does this feel to you? Like, does this feel like a really great, you know, opportunity? Does this feel like a good choice? Should we move across the country? How do you feel? Like big things, it's all about feeling through it. And then wait, don't, they cannot answer you right away. Wait and give them time to
0: answer. Interesting. This is so fascinating too. Like just as I'm listening to you speak, the the knowledge in this with working with spouses, significant others and children um, is so valuable because when you're able to understand you know, these these various different layers of how they process energy. Um it it again allows you to move with them slightly differently to be accommodating to the way in which they process energy instead of really forcing the way that you're accustomed to processing energy.
1: That's exactly it. I mean, I swear, like marriage counseling, if everyone brought in human design, I think it would save a lot more marriages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: For sure.
1: And the pure, if we're talking about authority, like you said, yours is pure. So it's mine. I can relate. So yours, you mentioned gut. That means yeah. you get to listen to your gut and you actually allow yourself to make those quote unquote rude comments and not comments, but noises. So you get to be like,
0: I mean, rude comments want? too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah,
1: you can say right, go for it. Just so you have your open throat. Yeah, is, um, you get to ask yourself yes or no questions. So have your partner start to be accommodating to that. And instead of how you feel, the pure sacral needs to be asked yes or no questions. And then you get to feel it in your gut. And then it'll come up and it'll be like a, mm-hmm, like a yes, mm no way, or a hmm, let me think about it.
0: So what's fascinating with this is when I was younger, I would get a quarter and I would look at either heads or tails and I'll say tails means yes. And you know, heads means no. And this is how I would actually recognize in my body. If, let's say, for example, should I go to Universal Studios? And if I flipped it over and it was no, and inside my body, I was disappointed, right? And in my gut, it was disappointed. I was like, I really do want to go. But then if it happens and I was like, all right, I'm cool with it, I was like, okay, then I don't want to go. So that's actually like, interestingly enough, I got a flash of that. And that's how I used to make decisions with yes or no with the the heads and tails of a coin and how it felt landing on whether it was a yes or no with that particular circumstance, how it felt in my body. And at the time, obviously I wasn't as versed as I am and I still am learning every single day, but it's so interesting that like those things are innate almost. Yeah. I think
1: we naturally know how we should be Making decisions, we naturally know, but we get conditions. You know, like we, I remember us chatting before, and you're like, Are you a mansion? And everyone asked me that. I've even been on another interview. She's like, Oh, and as a mansion, you did it. I'm like, I'm not a mansion, but my mom was. So therefore, I'm really kind of conditioned to be like a mansion. I feel like having lots of, you know, balls juggling in the air means like I'm a good mom or I'm keeping myself busy. But I don't actually function very well. Multitasking. Like I really can't, (laughs) I got to have like one thing at a time. I got to compartmentalize.
0: And that's even fascinating in and of itself to have that discussion, how like the parenting of the different types can really affect the way maybe like you feel accustomed to being around just because it's been in like your household perhaps. And how, you know, we think about ancestral things and we inherit things and in genetically, but we also inherit actions and, and habits as well. So that's very interesting and fascinating to think about, um, as well as like, I should probably look into what my mom was too. Cause that might actually, yeah, no, be- I, I had to, I like, had to
1: look up theirs. I had to look up theirs because I was what's going on with them. Well, who, what were they? <laughs> I even looked up their astrology chart. It just, it just helps me because I'm such a Virgo. I'm like, why aren't they just like fixing stuff? To,
0: like, yeah. Oh, the Virgos. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> but, yeah. Like no. I oh, I knew my mom's uh, like astrological chart, but I never looked into her human design. So that I'm, I'm going to do that when I get off this, this little pod here.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think too, it's really important when you're relating to people, like is looking at their solar plexus, is it open? Meaning like, is it, white and does it amplify things and that's why they're like people pleasing or shushing or like getting super stressed or maybe they're like really loud and they have a temper like that might be why and or the opposite is it defined and they are the ones that kind of control the emotional environment and you have the one that's open and so like how do you interact with that and once you notice that you can then put up your your shield and be like mm. nope I recognize that that's not my energy. Let's say yours is open and whoever's with you is defined. And you can really control your energy and your state of mind and your mental health by protecting your open centers.
0: Good stuff, man.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, it's so amazing. It's so helpful.
0: I get like giddy, like learning about this stuff. I'm like, tell me more. Tell me more.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: what about more? We haven't even covered all the type. Too. i know let's go let's get it let's so we said um okay. generator many gen projectors okay and the next
1: the next one is we'll just go to the manifester um the manifester is a very small percentage let me think i want to say five don't quote me on that it's okay. a single digit percentage um and manifestors are here to initiate, you know, the whole Nike slogan, just do it. They're kind of the only ones that actually can follow that strategy. They can see a vision. They can feel it. Usually they have that spleen that's really strong. So they're Mm -hmm. like, boom, it's go time. And they just do it. The problem is that since they have that go time, let's do it now. Their strategy for everything to flow and not like counteract what they want to do or to bring up blocks, People get really afraid of them because they're so strong in their energy that they will start to kind of block them and like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. Especially when you're a kid, Um, you have to inform the manifestor has to inform, hey, mom, I'm going over across the street to my friend's house. If that doesn't happen and the kid just goes, because he's like, oh my gosh, it's going to take forever to tell mom I'm going across the street to my friend's house. I'm not going to do it. And he just goes because he knows he can do it. And it's like, time is of the essence with the manifestors like go 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 therefore they get in trouble (laughs) and things go wrong for them and that can translate as adults it's funny i was just studying um putin's chart for a special on my video and he's a manifestor yeah so there's a lot of bad things going on because he's just not really i mean there's a lot of weird things already within him maybe he's just crazy but he's also a manifestor and he's he's not informing He's holding everything real tight to his chest and secretive. And therefore, you know, things aren't going well.
0: That is so fascinating. And, you know, hearing you say that, of course, I'm trying to like check myself too. But like, because I am, like you said, have those two energies, right? Like the manifester and the generator. um, I can definitely relate to that. Like, I remember being out with friends and even still sometimes I'm just like, I want to go there and I just go, I don't really tell. You know, and same same when I was growing up, so it's it's so wild how these things are so interconnected.
1: Yeah, yeah. Manifesting generator kids do get in trouble too because they're like, "I can totally do that. Let's go do it." And yeah, you got to inform before. Yeah, just take just a second. It's okay. You'll still get there, (laughs) and then you'll flow a lot better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last type is the reflector there's, I believe like 2% of the population are reflectors and it's the smallest percentage. They are like the canaries in the coal mine of the group. It was really, really prevalent, um, not prevalent, relevant, especially back during like times where we were in tribes and we depended on that type of person to make sure our environment was safe. Like for the reflectors, all of their centers are open. So they feel everything, they, everything is like absorbed from the outside environment. So that's a good thing because they can sense, is this a good space or not? You know, Is this a healthy place to be, healthy place to sit, healthy place to settle, healthy group of people to be with, all these different things. And it helps them guide and give wisdom as well to yeah. the collective, because they can they can see it. Where all of us are busy doing doing doing, we don't see it. We're not paying attention. They can sit back and reflect and say, "Hey, this this isn't right. Like things should be changing this way," versus saying in a very like let's say broken system or whatever. In this regard,
0: this is this needs to like be in the White House and in all government. <laughs> we
1: need we need to find all the reflectors of the world. And get
0: them to be for our government. Hired, hired. <laughs> yes. Jeez, and yeah. like even just like saying that out loud, and and the value that's in this. If we were more versed in these different modalities on society as a whole, with people in leadership positions, right? And it's yeah. maybe even just the knowledge. That these people in leadership positions with this information and how that could be empowering in itself, as opposed to like putting people in these positions that are X, Y, and Z. But like the people who are in these positions, as you mentioned with like Putin, like if he knew and like how all of this was working, maybe he would also function differently as well. Well, I
1: mean, first of all, if he was at all conscious. That there are other human beings who breathe and are innocent, then he would be a totally different person. But yeah, it just you know, there's this thing called the not self theme in all of us, and you can find it in your chart in the in the description for most of them. And it kind of just when you're when you're operating out of fear, let's say like the spleen has a lot of you can always have. I think out of everything, you can operate out of your higher self or your ego fear, right? There's the light and there's a the shadow. Like that's how we dance through the world. There's compassion mm-hmm. and there's suffering. And that's, you know, one in the same. And it's the same thing in your chart. You have these traits that if you're operating not as your higher self, therefore they translate into fear. They translate into overthinking. They translate into a fixed mind. They kind of all of these different things. And so being conscious, I think, is step number one. anything to improve in our world
0: absolutely Hmm. powerful words you're so powerful (laughs) I'm so powerful (laughs) so when we were talking about all these various different types um and we mentioned you know briefly like the way in which we can interact with others and being more mindful and conscious of that just you know surface, obviously, I know that this can go real deep. As you mentioned before, there's a lot of layers, um, to human design, but the biggest things, if you're able to pinpoint, like for each type to be mindful of. So where like, let's say I'm manifesting generator, And I'm working with, you know, a reflector or um, a manifestor or a generator. What are the, like, maybe like two or three key points to keep in mind with each type? So in a nutshell, whoever's listening to this right now can somehow be conscious of that. I don't know if that's, that's possible. Yeah. I mean, with
1: everything, when you go through the books, the, the thing that's repeated over and over, honestly, no matter what type you are is make sure that you are operating out of your strategy. So always revisit, am I waiting to respond? Am I just, am I waiting for the invitation as the projector said? Am I informing? Am I, and reflective strategy is to wait 28 days. Am I in tuned essentially with the moon? You know, those things. And then your authority is your second. You know, am I making these decisions out of my ego? Or am I actually making these decisions out of my truest energy authority, whether that be the emotional and waiting your wave, uh, either that be the pure where you're listening to your gut, um, the, the splenic where you have it in your spleen and you know, right away. So don't wait and hesitate, you know, make the decision right away, or you need to talk it out and self-project it. So all these things we can get caught up with, not actually, it's so simple, but It's very hard at the same time because we're caught Mm -hmm. up in all of these how-tos, these strategies. This coach says this, there's this formula here, but you just need to keep going back to your strategy and your authority. And you will time and time again, just like erase all the white noise and hone yourself into your energy.
0: Mm. I love that. That's great advice as a whole for all of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really memorize those and know yourself intimately with how you should be making your decisions.
0: Mm-hmm. Know
1: yourself intimately with why you react this way or your strategy of really what you should be doing. And for me, how I really was able to understand my strategy, waiting to respond, which is observing, experimenting, and observing, and doing what I love.
0: So, and this is something that, you know, I'm just sharing openly, there are certain things in my life where I know from like a guttural sense, like this is where I need to move, right? And then there's oftentimes a sense of weight, like, you know, weight wait a little bit. And when those, when the weight happens, sometimes I question if it really should happen. And there's like this kind of like, because I know the energy of, of, you know, manifesting generator, it's like, well, is the need to wait a no, or is it a wait? Because usually it's like, I know, and I go for it, but then sometimes I'm like, ah, I feel like I need to like, just take a moment. So like, what are like the thought processes or perhaps are those officially no's, or are those like, no,
1: I think that's really key too, is a lot of our little numbers in our chart, once you get your chart, you'll see all these little numbers and they're called gates and channels and all the energy, the traits about us. It's, it always goes back to timing. A lot of our gates and some of our key gates and channels are all about the right timing. So I think you're right about like, okay, I feel like this is right, but it doesn't feel the right time. Perfect, keep listening to that because something will come that it will bring you to respond in the right timing. So don't force it. Don't try and like cram it down people's throats. Like just wait for that right timing and then it'll be good. You know, I was just reading one gate. It's like when their timing is off, they literally look like freakish to everyone. They're like, what the heck are they doing? Like, So <laughs> things like that can really come up where it's like you hit a lot of blocks because uh, you're just not waiting for the right timing. You're just trying to force it.
0: Interesting. Yeah, because that resonates then because there were parts as I was moving through what I've, what I've, what little research I've done and how much I've connected to, um, human design. And it's like, you know, check in with your sacral, your sacral, your gut will tell you. And then sometimes that gut is like, wait. And I'm like, but does that mean no? Or does that That's mean? A, like, hmm, Sam, yeah, yeah.
1: Not, yeah, yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah so, so wait wait and the universe will bring you something. So just be patient and surrender.
0: And that's true. And I can look back and see at times where it was like, okay, just wait, just be patient. And then shortly after I get the phone call and they're like, yeah, we want to take you on at this hotel, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Instead of, you know, sending that email. And when I was writing that email, I was like, just wait, yeah. you know, You're like,
1: I'm typing. I really, really want, it. really want. Okay. If you're forcing it, there will be a block and you won't get it. So just, yeah.
0: Yep. Exactly. That
1: whole thing. I know. I know.
0: Yeah, exactly. that. so fascinating. Any other tidbits that you could tell us, or you want to share with regards to maybe human design as a whole or these um, different types And then obviously kind of stepping into like the conversation of the topic, which is like the ultimate, like, like how do we connect to our purpose through the human design?
1: Yeah. um, Gosh, I think we've gone really thorough and in depth. Um, I don't feel like I have anything like pressing to add. It's just, you just have to, it's fascinating. You just have to get, get your chart read. Of course, I can help you analyze it. Um, find your free chart in the notes in the description. I think probably we have stoked your curiosity if you haven't pulled your chart yet already.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull and, it up. So do you do readings for people as well and you interpret them? I do, yeah.
1: Okay, perfect. Yes, I'm still yeah. like, like we were talking about before, I'm, I don't want to call myself like a reader formally because I'm still in the learning and experimenta- experimentation phase. But I'm sure you've gleaned that, you know, I know a lot I've really delved deep into it. There's a lot more to learn. But yeah, I'm even getting into the transits of the gates, which is really fascinating. It's similar to how the astrology planets transit. But yeah, it's, it's an experimentation and a learning process. The, one of the gates in mine actually is, it's called the gate of mastery, which means not mastery yet. It's always like practice, practice, practice.
0: And that's where you're at right now.
1: Yep. I'm just in the practicing. I haven't reached what they call in a profile. Um, I'm two six. So we can talk a little bit about that if you want. But my six profile is a role model. And I'm not quite at the age to be on the roof, quote unquote, they call on the roof. So I'm, I'm just practicing to master. So when I am on the roof, I'll just be kicking ass.
0: Yeah, I do actually, um, speaking of that, I do want to get back to that. But quick question. Do you think that as you began to research your chart on your own, that you maybe understood it in a different sense or maybe more came through to you as you were almost doing the investigation beyond what was told to you? Or do you feel like, Uh, yeah, yeah, I
1: think what was told to me, my reading was just the scratch of the surface and it got me interested and, and she didn't even really even go over any of my gates. She, she just told me the very big broad strokes, which is all you can really absorb the first time you get read. Um, And so I, yeah, I, and it took me a while to, like I said, understand what the heck does wait to respond me? Like, we're not taught in this society to wait to respond. What the heck does that even mean? And it just took me to experimenting and observing and experimenting, observing. And so when those, those things happen, like that story about my reel into a opportunity on a show, I was like, okay, this is, this is my experiment. And there's the proof. This is the pure definition of <laughs> wait to respond. Just yes. Just do what you love. So yeah, it, it, it's it's just like if you're familiar with it, you know getting your astrology chart read, there's multiple layers of our understanding and awakening into ourselves and all of the things where the energies and the planets and the and there is planets. I mean, you know, on each side of your graph, there's these little symbols, which if you're familiar with astrology, they're the planet symbols. Yeah, and they, they include Earth. So the gates what i'm finding even more deeper as i dive into mine and others the gates in those planets relate to your astrology chart where your pluto is does it you know it's like so look for i almost look at the astrology chart first like what's what's going on over there take all those really key highlighted parts and then like look at the gates in the human design chart and it's fascinating
0: that is so fascinating and i have to say um I never had my human design chart read to me or anything. I did have an app and like went, went through it in that process and read about it. It wasn't through an actual person, which I feel it with the intuition layer, as much as like computers are fascinating and you can get a lot of information, having somebody else be on the other side of that and bring forth through their intuition, the messages that are a part of it is huge. And Similar to getting my astrology chart read, my natal chart read, and doing it on my own, I am a self-taught astrologer. Like That's what I call myself because just like yourself, I was so fascinated about what came through that I started doing it on my own and even more... Came through to me intuitively through that process, along with the information that was given to me, that it just allowed me to step into more of a deeper understanding. Yes, but almost at the very same time, this like feeling of being a part of the whole. It was very odd, right? It's like, yeah, this is me and I get me, but like at the same time, God, how vast and how like beautiful. I'm, I'm connected to the stars and the planets. Like, how cool is that? Right. But, and they can tell me me individualistically, but then at the very same time, it's like, it's, it's as a whole, it was just so fascinating for me and it still is so fascinating. And astrology is so interesting and fascinating. And the fact that human design obviously includes that is I'm, I was instantaneously attracted to it for that purpose because you know, getting my natal chart read originally was so empowering.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, all the planets, they relate very similar to the neutrinos. Like there's that energy of what's going on, you know, in the cosmos and it translates in these microscopic beams of energy. And that's the imprint, right? Your natal chart in astrology, that's the imprint of how you kind of operate your personality, different things that you're soul needs to know, like, I'm a huge fan of the North node and, yep. you know, finding all that out in my chart and then looking at it in correlation to my human design. Then with my incarnation cross, it was like, oh my God, like, finally, I know what the heck I'm doing here. Like, I get it. <laughs> it took me Love. a while still, but yes. breadcrumbs. like you said, little breadcrumbs, little breadcrumbs.
0: And then when you find your aha moments, just like anything else, right? Like somebody can tell you, you need to eat this way. This is the diet you need to eat, but until you really understand why you're doing it and why you're eating that way, does it really freaking click? And then doing that work for yourself in these different modalities, it, it clicks different. It's, it's not like being told or being lectured about who you are. It's like applicable because like you're in the process of understanding, analyzing and doing. Yeah. The
1: self-discovery is incredibly empowering.
0: Incredible. Yeah. Super incredible. So I'm sure that all of the listeners, if they haven't already finally have their chart pulled up. And if you could briefly, maybe as if somebody were looking at their like human design situation, if you could like briefly tell us a little bit about like the different shapes, the centers, um, things of that nature, it doesn't need to be that in depth. And, just so that way, because I'm sh- most people, when you pull this up, you're just kind of like, what in the world? It's a different language, similar to <laughs> yeah. astrology. So just yeah. com- like a little tidbit on it.
1: You know, what's so fascinating about what you just asked me is I literally am doing that this week. I know this won't air today, but this week on my YouTube channel, it's human design week. And I've like done an overview for a membership and I just took the overview and I clipped it into seven different, you know. Videos and so every day you're learning how to read your chart and what it all is like the overview of humor check design yes <laughs>
0: perfect check it you, check go. out her check out her channel it'll be linked in the show notes as well if you want to know and if you want to interpret your chart because that's cool
1: that was just another example of the wait to respond strategy like I'm just doing what I love just doing it and there you go you bringing that up and and the
0: fact you like. The, these podcasts they flow like like I said we've got we got no scripts, two girls having a conversation whatever comes up comes up and that's why I love doing this because these synchronicities hit and it's it's beautiful yeah beautiful. and you're good at that, you're good at that. <laughs> nice. me and my podcast my Virgo is like I have to have an
1: outline I gotta get it. like all right yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Virgos are like it's gotta be organized it's gotta yeah. be figured out Aries so like, I
1: will literally write my blog first and then record my podcast. <laughs>
0: stop no I can't I would so I would probably pick it so dang much that it wouldn't even get done like I just need to like have it happen have it unfold
1: I did do that with my book where I wrote it and I was like this is very an angry book this is not good I can't publish it and so then I spoke it on my podcast I was like mm, this isn't working either and then I just I readdressed it and I rewrote it I have like a whole bunch of tools behind each chapter i was like this is better
0: this is better it took me three times i want to I read all three versions yeah. because i swear <laughs> i probably get something out of all three versions that's true everyone who's
1: angry with their narcissist would really love my first version they would that, that
0: could be like an evolution series by the way that is true Seriously, that could be powerful right because it's like we'll get into this over on a tangent but um like the like the the process of the narcissism, like the angry part, like the processing part. Oh, and like
1: it's like mourning a death, the mourning the relationship, and then mourning the mental abuse. Yeah, totally.
0: I think you should, I think you should spin out all three as like a series. It'd be really fascinating. Anyways. Uh,
1: I don't know if, now, if I kept the first
0: one out. <laughs> like shit can that I'm over it. <laughs> all right. So looking at this chart, give us a uh, like I know that we can, we can hit up your YouTube, but just so that way, when we're talking about like the numbers, I think the numbers are in the context of the chart itself. Correct. When we, talk oh, yeah. about
1: you're talking about the numbers on the columns on either side, right? Yeah. So it the, says like,
0: mine says six slash two.
1: So the left black slide, the black side numbers are all your conscious gates. So those are all your gates are like your traits. I like how it rhymes. Gate is your trait, personality trait, okay. it's your energy. And it's conscious. That's the date of your birth. The red is the subconscious, the things that kind of go and you have that you don't really not aware of. And that actually imprints three months before. So the numbers are where the gates are in the whole clock of, you know, human design clock of life. Um, And so that's when you are born. That's where the black is. The numbers are when three months before you're born. And gotcha. so they will also correlate to um, the Zodiac. So I have a reference book. I go there and it's, you know, gate, let's say, I'll just give you an example. gate 13, no, 25, gate 25, love of spirit, the I Ching, it means innocence. And in the astrology chart, you'll probably find whatever planet has gate 25 in Pisces. And then actually biologically, it also, References to a body part. So, Gate 25 references to the liver, like maybe your liver health or things like that. So, it goes deep,
0: goes deep. It goes real so that's deep. That's what all the numbers are.
1: Things. Yeah. That was my first question when I saw my chart. She was like, What the heck is all these numbers?
0: Right. And I think yeah. a lot of people, when they pull up their, like, cause that was like my initial thought process. When I looked, I was like, what the hell did all these freaking numbers mean? Yeah, so I think and that that helps when looking at it. Cool. Yeah.
1: And I, they think your knowledge with astrology helps them to interpret. Like you can read about that gate and then know how to apply it. Okay. It's Mars. Okay. This means something about action. This means something about war. This means, and then if it's aspecting anything, then you can even glean even deeper information about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So and then you'll see obviously the body on the chart. So each of those shapes is called a center. And they um signify how you process something like we talked a lot about the solar plexus. That's your emotion center. So the top is your head. That's where you receive inspiration. It shoves down to the other triangle called the Ajna. That's where you conceptualize that inspiration, and then to your throat—that's where you manifest that concept. And then you have below that the heart. It's like a little tiny triangle, or the will center. So that's related to like having the motivation to get things done, get onto a certain program, a bandwagon type of thing like that. Um, and then you have the diamond in the center. That's your Identity or your G center. Some people call it the G center. So it's identity. It relates to how you, your self worth, who you are in the world um, and your identity. And then you have down to the right below that little triangle, your solar plexus. So that's your emotions. And then to the left is your sacral. That's your reproductive, that's your doing energy, your work energy. And then over to the left is your spleen. So that's immune system your intuition, your survival type energies. And below that's your root. So that's related to your nervous system. Uh, again, like motivation, like of like pressure to push up into your sacral to get stuff done. Mm. So and depending on what if those are white, like we said, are colored, if it's white, imagine like a screen door. It's open to the influences around you. And especially mm-hmm. if you're with somebody that has that colored in, then there you may take on that energy from that other person. So I love I love the concept of the screen door because you can then like yeah. put a shield up right. and not you know like have the screen door versus having the screen door wide open. You can like consciously okay, close now. the screen door and be like, okay, okay, I'm you know like let's say you're. In a room and you have an open um, head center, you start to like get all these ideas, inspirations, you're looking around, and it, it's probably a lot of other people around you use ideas. And you start to get overwhelmed. You're like, I need to go home. <laughs> I need a glass of wine. <laughs> I need to just chill out because there's just too much going on. So if you guard yourself before you go into the situations, it really helps you protect your energy.
0: Yeah. That's like valuable information. So I'm looking at my my heart to open, and I always feel like I could pick up people's emotion. And I Mm. I don't I'm assuming that that's like, no,
1: it's not emotion. The 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 heart. Are you talking about the solar
0: plexus or the little triangle? It looks like my heart. It's white. It's like and it's a tiny triangle. There's like the two triangles. Maybe I have a different one than you.
1: Okay, yeah, it's just a tiny bit tinier than that one. Yeah, you do have an open will center. Yeah, the will, like the will to do something. So probably if you got together with a friend who had a colored in will center and was like, I'm going vegan. And they started to tell you all the reasons they're going vegan. And they're like super passionate about it. And like they're actually going to do it because they have that defined will center. And it's coming. So what it is, is when it's colored, it's coming from within. Like that's already in you. Like you don't receive anything from outside. Like you have it inside you, which mm-hmm. can be a good and bad thing. Sometimes if you have that defined head center or ajna, that can kind of make you more fixed minded versus growth minded. So there's mm-hmm. different ways to work with yourself to make sure you're evolving and you're not getting stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to literally convince you really easily <laughs> to become vegan you like, yes, I'm going to become vegan too. And you like go to the grocery store for the next few hours. You go get the <laughs> vegetables. Next few hours, you make something. After your first meal, you're like, wow, that was delicious. Okay, the next meal, you're like, oh my gosh, where's that chicken? Like, I don't care about being vegan anymore. Because it's not your, you, it's not your mode. It's not your mode of operanda. It's not your program. Like, it's just not for you. And you have your own within you. But right. you can, if you're not consciously easily. Pick up. Sold. Yeah.
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Love this so much. And like, how can we use this modality in really kind of connecting to our purpose? And I know we mentioned a little bit in the beginning, but yeah. because each type is slightly different in the way in which they function, yes, obviously self-development, but A little bit more about what that really means when we're attempting to find our purpose, like many of us are in this day and age.
1: Yeah, there's actually I've I've found six different areas in your human design chart that you can look at to kind of pick out and interpret because it's all pretty vague overhead um, of what your purpose is. So number one is your strategy, you know, is your strategy, let's say again, your projector. Your purpose, first and foremost, is here to guide. So okay, you take that information and then you look at your profile. Okay, let's say you have a four, six profile. So you are an opportunist and you're a role model, meaning you are a really great business person if you have that line four. You see opportunities to bring people together, put together a business, whatever it is. And you're also a role model, meaning that as you're living and doing, people are seeing you and they're like, oh, I need to live like her, like she's a really good example. And so just being, you are a role model. So you kind of already have that as your life purpose. And then you get to take a look at your incarnation cross, which I have a whole entire book on just incarnation crosses, because there's hundreds of different um, variations. And essentially, you know, it takes sun and the earth, and it crisscrosses, and it kind of takes that energy. Does that kind of connect so to the
0: part of Fortune in, in astrology?
1: I think so. I'm not well versed with the part of Fortune, okay. but I think so. Like it is the incarnation cross is like similar to the North Node, and maybe like maybe combine North Node and part of Fortune, maybe. But it's it's um your main energy theme. Okay. So that lady said I'm really powerful. So mine is incarnation cross, for example, uh, LAX of dominion. So that's kind of like, you could be a monarch with that energy. You could, you know, excel at any job that you take on and become a manager and like really pull up the thing. Um, for example, Bernie Sanders has that incarnation cross. You could become a politician if you want, you could, you know, whatever it is you're working on, you kind of, take that role of leadership so that's just one example so you put that into the formula of your life's purpose and then like i said i'm a huge fan of the north node then you look at your north node i would say definitely in your astrology chart to see what zodiac is in and then take a look at the gates that are in your north node in the human design chart because that's really where your soul's yearning to go to um yeah
0: girl so or Pilates? Which one? Are you whole sign girl or Pallades? Or I another? don't even
1: know. You don't even know? I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. I am.
1: What resonates with me? I
0: don't know. So so like whole sign, like if I use the whole sign in my natal chart, it shows my north node singly in one house in one side. Uh in one sign. But if I use Pallades, it's actually half and half.
1: Mm. So I- I guess I've only been studying whole signs.
0: Yeah, that's what I usually do is whole signs because it's very Hellenistic and it's like the foundation and that's what I follow. Um, so I was just curious, like if you were to like find your North you know, node. No, interesting. Maybe human design does play
1: these because sometimes there's been a few gates that have been outside the Zodiac from that person's natal chart. That's what it but is. That, that's making sense for me right there. Because I'm like, why? why? Why is it not
0: in the? <laughs> yeah, so there's different ones, and obviously, there's more than just whole side and Pallades, but those are the two most popular. So, Pallades is like the more modern version of astrology that's kind of like taken on a new flavor within the past couple of years, but whole sign is actually getting coming back, but it is like the more Hellenistic, um, it's like the foundation of what astrology was built upon essentially, mm-hmm. and then. Palladius came afterwards and kind of put a different turn and different flavor on it. So I was just curious to know, like when if you were to look at the north node with it with your clients, if you what like what version you actually did it with.
1: Well, I guess my answer is the whole. Yeah, whole time.
0: Well, all right.
1: Yeah. 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 And all of that combined, then the last thing that I look at is the channels. I think that's another clue for you because your channels. When you look at your chart, you know there's all those lines that connect to the centers. So the ones that are colored in, no matter what color, and they're connecting centers, right? So you have that colored in all the way from one center to another. That's called a channel. And so that's just um, a very strong energy and personality trait that you have. So all of those channels give you an even more clue as to what your life's purpose is, because some of them that even goes even deeper, some of them are interpersonal, right? Like you're here to affect the collective and some of them are personal. You're here to evolve as a person.
0: Hmm. What if they're like halfway colored? Like the channel's like half.
1: That's called a hanging gate. So that half means that you have that circle, that gate defined. So you have a single gate trait. And a lot of times you'll be attracted to people who complete that hanging gate to make a
0: channel. That's I fun to
1: look at other people's charts.
0: Yeah. Do you do like couples? Have you done that? Like I
1: I just did it. Yeah. I just did a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to look at like, where are those connected, you know, attracted channels that they make together and how can that help?
0: This is so cool. And again, like I'm learning with all of y'all because I only know, you know, scratch the surface type of stuff, but I don't know if it's because my will is open, but it's making me want to investigate this more. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, definitely follow my YouTube channel, Raven Scott Show. You'll definitely learn a lot more. I think I'm going to be doing more than just this first overview of human design week.
0: Yeah, we'll yeah get- there's definitely a call to that for sure. And I know that I get asked questions all the time every time I post something about it. And do you also have like maybe workshops or groups um, of any kinds? I haven't yet. I should. I should definitely
1: start that. I would I, do maybe... have, I do have um, my pa- the the Patreon and I yes. I'm gonna be posting everything there. So like the library will go there. And um, I am going to be doing a live Q&A in the Patreon on Thursday. Although this is, that'll be in the past. <laughs> Never mind. You're already listening. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there'll be a live Q&A in the Patreon about human design. So I would say that's you kind of where regularly. I'm it now.
0: Hmm? you do the Patreon lives regularly? No,
1: I just started the Patreon. So this will be okay. my first live with the human design Q&A. Oh, yeah.
0: gosh. Such wealth of like knowledge and really helping to facilitate the various different types in a very understandable way because like okay. I said sometimes you look at these charts and you're just like I know yeah it's like so alien talk. Going through it and, and the fashion that you do really helps kind of hone in on the meat and potatoes of, of, of the message, if you're not a hundred percent versed, but the ability to go deeper is definitely inviting as well. Yeah. Good. Super, super cool. I'm like kind of wanting to toy with the idea of like working together in some capacity and having like a workshop, um, with this, because like we've mentioned before, so useful. Mm-hmm. So many different. I would concepts.
1: be. I would be happy to to do something. Yeah, host it or what? be a part of it. And just hop into your community and share. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for that because that would be very, very powerful for sure. Ah, no. oh, what an awesome conversation. Thank you so much Thank you for, for having me. Oh my gosh. You're coming back, girl. I want to do this whole, <laughs> this whole thing all over again, you know, and, and just really, truly get deeper into not necessarily the human design, but like how the human design is applicable in various different parts. Like we mentioned, you know, the purpose and like finding self, but how else can this be incorporated and moved through, you know, within, well,
1: yeah. Rahuru, who said it's for it's for the kids, and that's that's my biggest ultimate dream is for enough parents to know and understand it, be able to parent consciously, knowing their child's human design.
0: You know, a question popped into my head as you said that, like, when did this come about? Like, when was this started, and how was the human design? Because it's not as ancient as astrology. I know it uses ancient. It's new.
1: It's new is 1980s 1980 it's in my presentation in my video today and like I said numbers escape me so it's either 87 or 84 okay yeah it's brand new um and he piggybacked in writing an article that these two scientists wrote and then got a Nobel Prize on about
0: neutrinos gotcha yeah I didn't you. know that Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, for being a part of this, for sharing this knowledge and for enlightening us a little bit more about ourselves and about people around us. And I'm sure everybody, I'm sure everyone's charts pulled up and everyone wants to know more. So. Yeah. Check out Raven Scott's page, her YouTube channel and her Patreon. All of the links will be in the show notes if you want to connect with her. And if you want her to, um, interpret and analyze your chart specifically touch base with her because truly powerful. I'm definitely going to do it. Like as soon as we sign off, I'm, I'm signing up because I want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'm happy to look at your chart. Yes. Yes. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for being a part of this pod. Please like share and subscribe and please tag us in the process, um, as you do that. So we know that you're listening and you love the content that's being put out. Thank you so, so much for being with us. Have a great one. Thank you. Thank you.